95.1 The Peak, it's Talk of the Town with John and Melanie. Sunshine, but windy today as we head up to a high of 16. We're sitting at 4. Joining us on the line, our resident economist from Scotiabank Wealth Management, the Pile Group. We say hello to Andrew Pyle. Andrew, we've been talking about this for a very long time on how the market is going to react to the U.S. presidential election, but there's there's no decision. How big is that going to impact things? Uh, you know, pretty big, and and this is this is something the markets have been concerned about uh, for quite a while. That it was possible that this election would be contested, uh, that we'd have delayed results, uh, and a tremendous amount of uncertainty. And and you know, coming into the election, the poll numbers were suggesting that that probably wasn't going to happen. That we would likely see a Joe Biden victory, and the markets kind of got behind that. Uh, thinking that would be good news perhaps for the economy because it might mean that we could get some stimulus into the U.S. because they're dealing with the pandemic. Clearly, after last night, uh, the markets are right back to that concern because there is no result, uh, and markets are going to be left watching and watching and watching for, it, it looks like now, days before we get a definitive answer. Now, obviously, a, a, an immediate, decisive victory would have meant that the Americans are unified. This sort of ambiguity, uh, this being on the fence, is that going to trouble investors from other countries to to invest in the states? Well, it, it possibly could, and I and I think that really was shown out, or is shown out, when you look at the, you know, the popular vote count. Uh, there, there has been no change. I mean, the country is as divided as it was uh, four years ago, according to how we're seeing people voting. Uh, as much as the polls were suggesting that there was a, a swing, uh, maybe back towards more unity or unified course, uh, clearly the results aren't showing that right now. How the market see this ultimately, though, it's interesting, John and Mel. If you if you look at some of the market concerns out there, so yes, we're dealing with a pandemic, we need to get the economy back on its feet. The other concern, though, in the market was really, okay, what if we go too far the other way? What if we do too much spending, uh, taxes go up, um, we end up with a lot more of uh, debt in the U.S.? I mean, these may not be necessarily good things for the market down the road. So one thing that this kind of snag that we find ourselves in this morning is doing is it's actually reducing the prospects of some major push uh, in policy to the left, which has some people in the market concerned. So you actually, right now, as we talk, are looking at markets that are are still up in the morning, uh, in futures market, uh, largely because they think that this is okay as long as we don't see any dramatic moves one way or the other. So this, uh, you know, uh, undecidedness right now has a plus and a negative. It does, and and you're going, to, you're going to find people on both sides of this, obviously, John, uh, because a lot of people, I think, were hoping that there would be uh, some certainty in Washington. Mm-hmm. In other words, if there was going to be a transition of power, that it would be decisive uh, if we were going to see any movements in Congress. And that's the other thing. Uh, Congress, if anything, looks like it, it's also going to be deadlocked. I mean, uh, Democrats lost seats in the House, though probably still have a majority. Uh, and Senate control, I mean, it's, as, as we speak right now, Democrats are 46, Republicans are 47. It doesn't get any closer than that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there is a potential, I think, for gridlock. I think a lot of people were hoping that, at least on the pandemic side, that we would have seen results that would have meant uh, sooner than later response in terms of support for the economy. 
And so I think, bar, you know, outside of who wins this thing, uh, what Mark is going to be focused on today and for the rest of the week and the rest of the weeks to come is where's the pandemic, where's the case count in the states, is the economy vulnerable, and when does this support package come? And unfortunately, there's, there's nothing in terms of the election that's really answered any of those questions for market participants. Andrew, appreciate you checking in with us. Hopefully, when we talk to you on Monday, uh, there'll be a decision and we'll have a bit more information. God, we hope so, John. It doesn't, it doesn't look that way yet, but we, uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Thanks for being here on Talk of the Town. You too, take care. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.